Hello and welcome to this episode of the Ask Podcast. I've got Mark with me today. Mark, hello, you're from the People's Group. Uh, I just listened, well, not just uh, a few hours ago, listened to a fantastic podcast you did with a mate from um, from Sydney. You're in Adelaide, aren't you? That's right, yeah. Um, well, yeah. Welcome, welcome uh, to the podcast. No, thank you for having me on. Um, thanks for getting in touch and uh, I'm glad that you enjoyed the podcast. I did. It was like a sort of, um, it was a bit of a history lesson, really, which is great. <laughs> and if anybody's not yeah. listened to it, I'll, I'll, I'll put a link into the um, the stuff that goes out with the web with, with my podcast. So there'll be a link to to Mark's um, the people group, the people's group. So Mark, you're 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 in Adelaide, but that doesn't stop you, just like many other Evertonians, being um, a mad Evertonian, a, a devout Evertonian, and an Evertonian that. Um, from listening to your podcast, wants the best for the club. That's right. Yeah, I think um, wherever you are in the world, once you know, once once you're born in Evertonian, that's it, isn't it? It's never going to escape you. It's never going to leave you. And there's, I'm sure, like plenty of other blues along the journey, it's been, oh, I wish I could give this up, but you just can't, and it's there. And so I find myself getting up at two in the morning, four in the morning, five in the morning, whatever it is to watch. Every game, there's a good um, there's a good Premier League coverage over here through Optus Sports, and it's got every single Premier League game live, and um, so you so you can never miss out, and it's good coverage. So, yeah, even though I'm so far away, I watch every game, and sometimes through one eye, <laughs> um, but yeah, I still do, uh, and I still care immensely about the club. I want it, I want it to be the biggest and best version of itself that it can be. You know, yeah. I, well, hats off to you um, for make, for making that comment. Uh, I suppose deep down, uh, every Evertonian uh, feels the same in the sense that they they do want a uh, a bigger and better football club. But not every not every Evertonian agrees as to how we're going to achieve that. That's right, um, and the reason why my ears have picked up again with the people's group, and I do admit that. I had a break from it all because, you know, it, it was very draining back then. Um, it's obviously because of, of being keeping an eye on your campaign and what you guys are doing in the in the 27 campaign. Um, and I, I take my hat off back to you as well because I know how hard it is personally. Um, and I know that you mess with a lot of opposition and and stumbling blocks and uh, and it can be hard on a personal level as well as, as, as working within a group. Um, who's running that? And so, I thought, especially after the season we've just had and the, the terrible performance both on and off the pitch, um, I thought I would lend a hand if I could in any way to to help you guys out. You know, offer any experiences of mine, and I know a few of you guys in the twenty seven campaign. So yeah, that, that's literally what it was for me was just to see if if myself as part of the people's group and anyone else. Um, can can obviously uh, help you out with this. Uh, so yeah, that's that's definitely why I'm getting involved again. I I believe in what you're doing, 
And ultimately, yeah, we, we want a bigger and better and more successful football club. Yeah, it's interesting. I, um, I used to follow what you guys did, uh, you know, in, in the early 2000s and, and, you know, through to the, um, the Kirby Stadium stuff, then subsequently King's Dock, you know, Fortress Fund and all of that sort of stuff. And I used to yeah. follow it from, from afar um, and I wasn't, I wasn't involved in those days. Uh, so in, in many ways, I'm conscious of uh, how I felt say 10, 15 years ago when I wasn't uh, so much involved in, in sort of looking at how the club was doing. Because you know how it is, you're busy with your life, you're sort of building your yeah. career, uh, you've got a young family, you may be living overseas or, or whatever. And there's loads of yeah. reasons why uh, people can't be active, actively involved in running a club. And I sort of bring that forward to, to today where thankfully me, uh, somebody like yourself and many other people have got a bit of time or are prepared to put the time aside um, to do things that they believe are the right things to do to make the club a better club. And I think about how I felt like 10, 15 years ago and how do we get from being a group that have dedicated time to it and all of that stuff? How do we get from that to where many more people will actually do what we're doing or believe in what we're doing or support what we're doing i think one of the i think i think any campaign and i i'm not just talking about the 27 campaign i think any fan group have got two massive challenges one is obviously the challenge of the club itself and we can talk about that in a few minutes but the second challenge and almost a more difficult challenge in a sense is to overcome the inertia that exists within within any fan base that yeah. says well actually we're, we're okay yeah and how do you get from the point where we clearly think we clearly think we're not okay to convincing those that think we're okay or those that think that, that they just need a bit more time let's be patient yeah. how, how, how do we get people to cross that bridge yeah I think I think there's a there's definitely a bigger swell of support this time around than when we started I think when we started it was pretty new not not many groups or fans had tried to upset the apple cart in that way and 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 look for change or look for answers as to what was going on um and so there was a lot of debate around it and that's what that's what led to you know a lot of frustration for us is that we were constantly battling fans more than we were the club and and i, I just felt that was wrong you know we 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 understood that we might not do things in a way that fans appreciated or whatever but ultimately the, the, the facts and the evidence was out there you know there was there was 10 11 years if not more worth of evidence to suggest that this club was being grossly mismanaged by the chairman at the time the owner at the time sorry who's who's still the current chairman um and getting that f- facts and evidence out there was 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 one thing but then getting people to to read it hear it believe it um was another thing. Um, and it was almost like, you know, people felt like it was better the devil you know um, at that stage. And, and and therefore, and because Bill was a blue and because, you know, it, it, was, it was, wasn't was relegation scraps under Moyes or anything, Moyes obviously kept us well above 
uh, you know, punching above our weight. Um, so therefore, at that time, I, I think we were met with a lot of opposition, and, and we still gave it a good go, and we still believed in what we believed in. But now you've got another eleven years worth of evidence to suggest that, like, this is this is even more heightened now. You've got uh, an owner who, in my opinion, is just the richer Bill Kenwright. Um, both make bizarre decisions, both think very highly of themselves. Um, and I think it's a dangerous, dangerous mix. Um, and I think a lot of supporters are wise to that now. And I think you've got a lot of groundswell. The, 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 the answer to your question about how do we get more fans on board is, is, is uh, I don't think you can. I think you can only do what you can do and obviously get the information out there. And fans have to sort of make their minds up for themselves. Don't We can't force fans to think for themselves. We can't force fans into what they want to do. However, you know, if you present the information in a good way, if you present the evidence in a good way, if there's if there's clear sort of facts about what's going on and how this club is is, is still grossly mismanaged after all this time, I believe more and more fans will 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 join either join say the likes of your twenty seven campaign or join in what the people's group believe in or go and create their own thing. You know, and I've, I've I think I've stressed that quite a lot this week is that this just isn't about a campaign. This is about a fan base trying to achieve uh, change at the club. Much needed change, um, and I'm all for it. However, it occurs whoever whoever can push that button that actually activates uh, a change in circumstance at the club. I'll take my hat off and I'll buy them a bottle of red. And, and it, it, it's that simple. So, so from my point of view, um, the, the, there's always going to be an element of the fan base that do not want the negativity, they don't want the, the, uh, the, the, the change, the, the, you know, it's the better the devil you know sort of thing and the be careful what you wish for comes out and um, heard it all before. So from my point of view, it, it, there's no point battling that anymore. It's more about, okay, this is, this is our campaign. This is how we're going to do it. Um, here's all the evidence to suggest why we're doing it, you know, who, who's getting on board with us. Um, that that that's my view on it. Uh, I'm not sure what you've seen so far running the campaign, Paul. Yeah, I, I have a slightly different view to you. Uh, I I don't disagree with what you just said, um, but I, I do. I genuinely think that uh, you know we can be really as clever as possible. As possible, we can provide all the evidence uh, to to fans and clearly educating fans as to what's gone on in the club, how we've performed against them. Um, other teams in you know financially in terms of commercial performance in terms of losses all, all that sort of stuff which indicates yeah. whether the club is being run well or not there's obviously a big job there to be done and I think to an extent we're, we're doing quite well on that um, but I actually think that as I said just before you spoke the first well not the first part but one one of the key parts about what we all do and it doesn't have to be the 27 campaign. It could be the people's group. It could be somebody else. I really don't care who, who, who it yeah. is that achieves what we want to achieve. I think numbers are really important. And I think, I think we've all got to, in a sense, move away from uh, what might be our, our natural uh, audience and appeal to people, appeal to Evertonians, who in the past we would never have thought might listen to our arguments and do something about with with our arguments, because I think w- w- without that, 
it's it's a bit like um it's a bit like politics in 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 the UK. Oh. The, the Conservatives would never have retained power if they hadn't created what they call the Red Wall. You know, where traditional Labour um, voters end up voting Conservative, which puts a good Conservative government in in place. It's crazy that it happened, but it happened oh. because they identified uh, an opportunity amongst a community of, or amongst a community of people that would never have done that ten years previously. Um, yeah. And in a sense, uh, not that I'm saying <laughs> uh, we're conservatives, we're not, but the, the, in a sense, what we as a campaign and all, I think all campaigns, but I can't obviously speak for other campaigns, have to do is, is do the same sort of thing. We have to move from the, pe- from the people who are, are the natural, uh, what's the word, not natural leaders necessarily, but the, the people who naturally uh, are willing to um, to fight against the board, to protest, to put banners outside Goodison. Um, those people will do that anyway. You know, I will do yeah. my podcasts. I will I will write what I write, uh, regardless of whether there's a campaign or not. So, in a sense, that so you can you can bank that and say that this is going to happen. And given yeah. the circumstances from last last season, those people are going to be more active than they would be otherwise, and and yeah. that's obviously been been the case. But then there's this like whole massive group of people who are match going Evertonians, uh, you know, season ticket holders go away. Uh, I suspect they're, they're, they're way fans are, are the more active and um, that are currently passive. And as you say, they possibly fear change. They possibly don't understand um, why Everton is in the position that it's in. They may, they may not even accept the position that Everton's in, but they just don't understand yeah. why. They might just uh-huh. they might just believe that well you know it's because of FFP that's because that, that's why we can't compete because we can't buy players yeah, yeah. because the rules say we can't yet Manchester City yeah. can yeah. all those things that people like throw out um I just I just think we need to get to those people who believe the stuff that maybe the club puts out or maybe the club supporters or maybe the clubs uh, supporting media put out as reasons why Everton uh, can't do the things that we want them to do. And I think if yeah. we start getting into that audience of Evertonians uh-huh. and appealing to them and asking them yeah. to ask the questions that we've asked for years, then yeah. the board has to listen. And not only the board has to listen, but ultimately the, the owner has to listen. Because that's the other thing, isn't it? That... Um, the board can only change if Fahad Mishiri wants it to change. Yeah. We, we can protest as much as we like. You know, we can like turn up with pitchforks outside Bill Kenwright's office in London. Yeah. Uh, but until Fahad Mishiri gets, gets the view that the board needs to change, yeah. then we're, we're struggling. Yeah. No, and, that's, and that's a fair comment. And I think, obviously, going to my point before was, I believe there is a section of the fan base that won't be changed or won't, you know, won't listen. All we can do as groups and as fans and everything is continue to try and get the evidence out there, educate, as you say, talk about what 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 we want to do and why we want to do it, and 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 keep trying to obviously get that that message out there to a to a, you know a, a much bigger audience. Um, it, it it is difficult, and you know. But, and that's why my 
hat goes off to you guys for, for starting this up and trying and um, it, you are met with a lot of obstacles um, and you know I said on the, on the other pod that was on about the, the, the stumbling blocks that you met with from other fans which you know a, a lot of the time you get like be careful what you wish for uh, and it's time for them to start be careful you know what, what they wish for you know it, we, we're in a position here where we've we've been grossly mismanaged by a chairman for 22 years by the new owner for six years um, you know the, the striking similarities from 2004 which is 18 years ago to now it, it, it's 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 scary just finished the season on 39 points. We've just had to sell our best player to appease financial, you know, regulations or situations. Um, we haven't been able to spend anything yet. Um, we've got record losses, you know, uh, that that have stretched the club to beyond, you know, breaking points, in, in my opinion, which is obviously the reason we had to sell the Charleston. Now, okay, I actually had a couple of fans come back to me and say, ah, oh, but the season after we finish fourth. Do you know what? If we finish fourth this season, I'd be absolutely delighted. But uh, I think that's pie in the sky, isn't it? We are a million miles off now that, that it's ch- everything's changed in that respect. And um, we've still got a squad at the moment that fought relegation last season. It hasn't it hasn't really improved. In fact, with the loss of Richardson, it's, it, it, it's, it's weaker. Um, and so you can't live... On hope, you can't live on it. Oh, you know, let's let's be united. Look at what we were like when everyone was united. And yeah, it was fantastic. You know, watching the scenes from here in Australia, I wish I was there. Honestly, I wish I was there with the flares and cheering the coach. And it was absolutely fantastic. But that's only going to get you so far. And I, and I think you can't be blinded by the fact that you know we, we, the fan base pushed them over the line. That the quality of the squad's not there. Um, and and so we're in a difficult position both on and off the pitch at the moment in my eyes um, and we've got to be real the only way we are going to progress as a club is either one Mishiri sells up and we get a complete revamp we get a new owner a new board put in place etc or two Mishiri does as the 27 campaign asks and listens and acts and actually understands that this board isn't fit for purpose move them on get a team of professional people in who've done this before to take the club forward both in terms of mentality and what I mean by that is the culture that's been created in the club the the jobs for the boys the I'll pat your back if you pat mine and um, it's the club is absolutely riddled with that and and uh, it's created a culture of sort of uh, you know comfy comf- you know it's too comfy um, so yeah, obviously both in mentality, but both in you know in commercial growth, in, in, in looking for additional revenues, in, in terms of growing the brand, um, this lot have had their chance. This lot have, have had their chance, and more than more than a chance. And following Mashiri's statement the other night, I've never been more convinced that now is the time for change. It was it was wishy washy. It was just designed to shut people up. It was it was non-committal. Um, and I, you know, I do like you say before. I appeal to Evertonians there to, to, to just, if you're on the fence or if you are passive or if you are scared of change, just have a look about what you're wanting. Have a look about how the club might be um, if if this lot stay in charge, because it, it, we 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 got away with it last season. We might not get away with it again. I I hope 
beyond hope that Frank Lampard and the team and you know they can, can pull. I would say rabbits out the hats and get us get us to sort of mid table next year because I do honestly fear potentially another relegation battle as it stands. But the only way this club gets to to, to, to progress and move forward and actually create a united fan base because if new people came in. We would all judge them from minute one on performance, wouldn't we? We would all be saying, right, we're all watching. We, you know, we want you to deliver on your promises. We're all watching as a United fan base now. But the fan base is split and it's fractured and they will never, ever be united while this board is in charge. And I appeal to any Blues listening to, to hear what we're trying to say um, uh, and hopefully you know, get, more, get more interest from fans. Yeah, um, well said. Well, well said, mate. I, I, I totally agree with that. The other thing that I always find interesting um, about the club and people like us who are trying to do what we're trying to do is that there is no engagement from from the club at all. There's no engagement from the people uh, in the club, and there's no engagement from from the owner. And I can understand why. Uh, I don't agree, but I can understand why people in the club don't necessarily want to engage because they feel as if we're we're a threat to them because we're asking for change, and obviously change will impact them as individuals. Um, in a sense, I get that, but that's not a reason for them not not um, talking to us, not engaging. What I don't get is that the owner chooses not to engage because actually, uh, it's in his interests. I said this um, at the beginning of the campaign, and I'm not sure I, I, I'm not sure I got the message across properly about it. About his interests should be totally aligned with ours, yeah. um, and that if we have a better football club, uh, he, first of all, he doesn't need to put as much money in as he's been putting in. Secondly, the club will generate more revenue because of its success. It yeah. will if it gets into European competitions, our revenues increase by maybe 50% overnight, you know, if we got into the Champions League, for example. Um, yeah. So there's a real incentive, there should, there should be a real incentive for him, uh, without us being involved, to make the changes uh, that are necessary. And then if he's not quite got that far by himself, there should be a real incentive for him to listen to other people who are saying, you need to make changes. And that's yeah. the bit that I don't, I don't really get that, he yeah. doesn't see the alignment between what the fans want and what's good for him. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. And I think you have to start questioning the motive then, don't you? Why, why after six years of, uh, you know, and you can't question his, I, I think I will get this on record. So you can't question his monetary commitments. It's actually quite uh, astounding, really, the amount of money he's put into the club. Absolutely. But, yeah. I, I, there's absolutely no point in having that money if you've got no structure, if you've got no, um, it, you know, business sort of professionals who are, are willing to use that money and make that money work forever and to, and to make it into a better football club. All it's been is a scattergun approach in the transfer market. That, that, that's all it's been. Um, he's had six years now. He must be fully aware of how this club is performing off the pitch. And so therefore... You know, if, if I was to sit here now and speak to him and say, why do you think that this board of directors should still be in place? Have you seen the state of the club? Have you seen the state of the finances? Have you seen where we've just finished in the league? Why do you think that's acceptable? 
you know, how can you think that's acceptable? This is your business. You are now losing money, you know, you know, so you have to start looking at it and go, what's in it for you now? Why, why are you doing this? Because if it was my business, I'd want people in place now who are, you know, going to be performing from minute one and, and, and doing, doing things and everything in their power with a winning mentality, not this losing culture that the club's got at the moment and this comfiness. Winning mentality and, and spread it right throughout the club and people won't rest on the laurels until every aspect of the club is improving. We, we haven't got that. We haven't got that. And we've not had it for two decades more. Um, and so Mashiri's had enough time, in my opinion, six years to address that. So the big question is why? And if he doesn't address it, then you've got to say, it, you know, we, it's time for him to move on to. And that's why I said about the two options before. I would like Bashiri to, to engage uh, and, and to listen to what people are saying. And, uh, but, but, you know, from my point of view, mate, I don't think that's going to happen. I um, don't know how you feel about that, but are you anticipating Mashiri engaging in any way moving forward? Because them half half-hearted statements are not engagement for me it's just the it's just the it's just the bat off isn't it yeah look the, the, you raise really interesting points and i'll try and go through them all you um michelle has uh spoken to the fans three three times this year and uh, the one in january was immediately after the protest outside goodison park yeah uh, he spoke uh after the end of the season after uh podcasts including mine uh Complained about the fact that he'd not recognised the fans' contributions um, at the end of, at the end of the season to keeping us safe, and he spoke on uh, on Thursday evening mm-hmm. in a reactionary way to the news that uh, the twenty seven ca- campaign were publishing an open letter to him. Now, how yeah. he got how he got or how the club got hold of an embargoed letter, I don't know. Well, I'm, I don't need to talk about it. I do know, actually. Um, and whoever it was in the media that supplied the club with it, I think it's a disgraceful act. I'm not blaming yeah. all the media. I'm just saying that whoever the person was, um, they're a disgrace to their profession as far as I'm concerned. I, I agree. Because I agree. We, we, were, we were acting in good faith, giving the information to the media. And to be fair, of the 45 or so people that got it, almost to a, to a man or a woman, they all said, Thank you very much. You've done, you're doing it properly. We, we will respect your embargo. We won't publish before nine o'clock on Friday. We won't talk to the club about it. Most people were absolutely clear on that because they saw um, what we were doing and they saw the manner in which we were doing it. Anyway, that's an aside. He reacted, yep. uh, no doubt, uh, on instructions from the club because the club yep. knew that we were about to publish, publish this letter. But you're absolutely right. That's not engagement. No, Putting it's not. out a statement that's probably been, been written by Dave Prentice or written by Denise Barrett-Baxendale or somebody else is is is, is not engagement. So we, we yeah. have this um, fundamental issue with him. Do I think he ever will engage? I think he has to. I think I, I genuinely think if he's going to remain as the owner of the club um, and get onto ownership in a, in a minute, if we're going to, if he's going to remain as owner of the club, he cannot hide. He cannot just rely upon his board uh, who are protecting their interests, not protecting the club's interests. Um, yeah. He cannot just rely on those people uh, for, yeah. in, for information flow about the club and how the club's moving forward. I, gen- I genuinely believe that. And I know there's lots yeah. of people on social media who say, 
you've got no right to, to talk to Mishiri like this. He's got no obligation to speak to you or anybody else. He's a private man who owns a private business. I hear all that, but if that's your view, and I, and I hold that view about you know um, my, my, my own interests, but then I don't own a football club. If you own a football club, part of the responsibility of owning a football club is that you have, you don't just have customers. You have people who are the true custodians of the asset that you own who need to be engaged with and need to be spoken with and need to listen and they need to do things together because that's, it's not because it's, it's a nice to have, or it's just something that, you know, makes fans feel better it actually makes yeah. a better football club at the end of the day of course and, it does yeah. um yep. you know I, I i spoke on radio Merseyside yesterday and it is it, the, the interviewer talked about spirit of shankley and i know there's loads of issues at anfield and i know there's issues with spirit spirit of shankley but he made a point that because there's an organization that speaks to the club the relationship between the club and the fans is better than it would be if that organization didn't exist yep um and why why people at Everton don't see this? Uh, well, I think I do know, but you know, it just does it just doesn't make sense. And then, no. if we go on to the ownership bit, so if Monsieur is going to stay, that this is what we think he needs to do, and he needs to engage in all that sort of stuff. Yeah, but is he going to stay? He, t- he was very <laughs> he, he was very happy for his media people a month ago to tell the world yeah. that yeah. there was a you know. A relatively high-profile guy in Peter Kenyon, uh, John Thornton, who's very high-profile, who were looking to buy the club, and there was a period of exclusivity and you yeah. know, blah 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 blah. Very clearly, the club it was for sale. Otherwise, yeah. he would have he'd have denied it. He'd have denied it. Well, he wouldn't have used yeah. his own PR people to support to support the yeah. story, um, yeah. and he he wouldn't have asked. He wouldn't have asked Peter Kenyon to use um, Tenio, the the PR people, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Yeah. And then, in his comments on Thursday, or in the comments issued on 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 behalf of him on Thursday, the club's not for sale. There's not a for sale sign outside Goodison Park. Yeah, it's all mixed messages again, isn't it? Um, and that's why I said the statement of the night was wishy washy. It was non-committal. It was it was just not. It, 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 yeah, it was just. Not reassuring in in the slightest. Um, But two points from that. like From Mishiri, like I said before, I don't understand what he's gaining from this losing that amount of money. Um, I can fully understand from a board point of view, which is, you know, I've I've called, you know, the self-preservation society, um, you know, who want to keep their seats and want to... pat each other on the back and tell each other how, how, you know, how good they are. And, you know, Bill's... Bill's statement the other month about how you know how we're so revered and how other boards look at Everton and when in a time of crisis and think what would Everton do? He genuinely believes that you know and and that that, that and that's who's running his club. So if I'm looking at Mashiri, I'm going, okay, um, yeah, other clubs are looking at Everton. Are they? Yeah, we've just finished sixteenth and recorded three hundred and seventy million losses over the last three years. I'm I'm not quite sure that that's the case, Bill. But it's not, is it? He's he's clearly not challenging him because every time he does say something, um, he always has to get in there that you know um, he fully supports the board and the board are going to be moving forward. So how on earth he thinks that this board of directors is doing a good job for his business, for his brand, is beyond me. And that's where sort of my confusion is with Bashir. And I was like, 
what is in this for you? These people are driving your business because that's what it is to him into the ground and you're doing nothing about it. In fact, you're doing the opposite. You're praising them. Now I've got 22 years worth of evidence here to suggest that the chairman is not fit for purpose. There's also evidence to suggest that the CEO is not, is not qualified for her position. She's just a friend of the chairman. He's also surrounded himself with other club ambassadors and public profile figures to, to sort of, you know, protect them, human shield sort of thing. And, and I will say that because it's, it's true. Um, so I, I can see what, what goes on there, but I just cannot understand from Mashiri's point of view why he hasn't wielded the axe and gone, hang on a minute, this isn't good enough. This, this business should be thriving by now after six years and hundreds of millions of investments. Why aren't we? Heads need to roll. And all they did was con- you know, conduct a, uh, an internal strategy review um, and, and blamed other people for it. Other people lower down the chain, paid the price for a job. Um, but fundamentally, the club is still run by the same people. Um, it's absolutely bizarre. And again, if any fans are listening to this who are, you know, have been quite passive or not quite sure, that that is your club. That is your club at the moment. That's my club, your club, Paul. That's our club, you know, and I'm not prepared for one to just sit there and accept that. And that's why I've, I've said time and time again, I'll do what I can. I'm not saying it can happen or will happen. And that's another uh, opposition, you know, that we're met with opposition by the fans are saying, well, you know, what's, what's it going to achieve? I can't sit there and do nothing as a fan. I just feel that, you know, that's, that, that's not acceptable anymore. I've got to try something. So whether it's a campaign, whether it's trying to educate more fans, whether it's protests, whatever it may be, we will try something. Um, because we have to, because the evidence is there. And so, like like you keep saying with your campaign to Mashiri to listen, engage and act, he, he needs to be at the act stage fairly quickly, doesn't he? And that has to be quite soon. Yeah, it's probably five years late. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, it is... Um, so so how, how, that's where we are. How, how, how do we move forward? How, how do you and I and every other blue achieve what we want to achieve? So if we've got, what, it, five minutes left or so on the podcast, what do okay. we do? What, what, what do we do in the next six months so that next time we speak in six months' time, when Everton are in Australia, um, we're in <laughs> yeah. a better position? Yeah. The simple answer to that is you, is you put pressure on in any way you can. Um and you know, I, I don't mean in a in a hostile way, and I don't mean in a overly aggressive way. But you keep the pressure on relentlessly, uh, and maybe it's time now for you know the likes of our group to join with your group, maybe, and 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 create a bit of a a bigger swell because obviously I know a lot of our followers think exactly the same as us. Um, the you know, Paul, you've probably come across it lately as well. I've, I've certainly seen it on social media that. Fans have that opinion. They they believe that there's change, but they're not on board with how it's done. And I'll say to them, fans, that's fine. You can you can disagree with how things are done, but if your fundamental goal is to remove this board, go and try something yourself. I appeal to you to do that because you'll have our backing, and I'm sure you'll back them as well. Paul, go and try something because we can't just sit on our hands and do nothing. 
I admire the 27 campaign for getting up and trying something because, like I say, we've we've tried it. We we know how hard it is. Um, we'll we'll certainly support you if not join you in the, in the next few days. Um, and and appeal to other fans and fans groups out there. Um, listen to how we're talking. We're not we're not these you know aggressive characters who are going to storm down the you know to Goodison and and try and you know, physically remove people. We're, we're trying in, in a way to engage people ourselves. Yes, there might be mistakes. Yes, might not not like how it's done. And obviously, seeing a lot of comments about the bed sheets and stuff. But that that's okay. But don't ridicule campaigns for wanting better for your football club. Maybe don't agree with it. Just don't say nothing, and maybe go and try something yourself. And we'll support you because ultimately, like you said during the podcast, we need more of the sort of on the fence type fans, the the ones who are not quite sure to to start getting involved. Like I say, I, I always believe there will be a, a section of the fan base that w- will not be swayed and, uh, and and don't like all this. That That's up to them. But there's definitely, a, like you said before, a, a swell of supporters who are probably in the middle somewhere, not quite sure what to believe, what's going on. Um, but, you know, hear us out, read what we've got to say. I'm going to hopefully put some articles together myself again soon, get the people's group active again, certainly support you guys. Um, but the biggest message from that, Paul, is 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 we've got to be relentless um, and we've got to keep the pressure on. Um, that's that that's literally all we can do and, and keep driving that message home. Um, and you've certainly got our full support. And I know I've spoke to another few of the lads uh, who, who who run the people's group that, that they're fully on board with that as well so you've certainly got our support mate uh, thanks thanks for that mark and you know that's reciprocated i think um i think you make a really interesting point and actually it's a point that's thrown at the people who you know people like like us people like you and me uh, who, who are trying to do stuff people talk about unity amongst the fan base well actually the one unifying factor should be the desire for a better, better football club, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and let's let's start let's let's make that the point of unity. Yeah. So the point of unity is that everybody agrees that the football club needs to be a better football club. But then yep. once you've agreed that, you then have to understand what's stopping us from becoming a better football club. Yeah. And that is, in our belief, the board, the executive, and the owner. Then yep. you have to say, how can we make the changes at? board executive and owner level that will bring about a better football club well in the absence of true engagement it has to be through campaigns and it yes. has to be through yep. groups like yours groups like the 27 group and and pl- plenty of other uh, perhaps less defined groups at this moment in time so what we're at, what we're actually saying in this podcast mark is that we're appealing for unity amongst the fan base and the but the unifying yep. point is to make a better football club. And how do we do that? Well, if the club engage, if Fahd Mishiri engages, we don't need to come, we, we, we don't need to protest because the yeah. engagement is there and we can see a pathway forward that makes the club better. But when that engagement isn't there, the only route is, is to protest and yeah. is, to, is to campaign. And, that, exactly. and that, I think that's, you know, at the end of the day, that's, that's what forces us to do what we have to do. If the, club, yep. if the club responded, if the owner responded, 
then none of this would be necessary. And we could do far more fun things like talking about a successful football club as against well, that's it. what we're having to do now. So I, I, yeah. I fully support um, what you're doing, fully support the mm-hmm. idea that you're becoming more active and that you want to be um, participating in getting the club back to where we think it should be. Um, yeah. And for the people that are listening to this, you know, Mark, Mark's on uh, social media. What you, you, you're, you've got the big account, which is the People's Group. The People's Group, yeah. I, I haven't got an individual account on Twitter, right. so it's it's just the People's Group at the moment. And then what I might start doing as well is is, is I might sign my name off on on some tweets so people know who's who's actually tweeting and stuff. So you know, therefore, that gives a greater degree of of accountability and engagement when people, you know, because another accusation is that we're hiding behind the. Uh, a badge or whatever, but yeah, I'm I'm happy to put my name to anything that I write. That's that's for sure. Um, so so yeah, you know, follow us on the People's Group and 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 hopefully follow your 27 campaign and 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 yeah, I totally agree. The, the end goal has to be a bigger and better Everton. I think our message has to be: we just don't believe. In fact, we've got overwhelming evidence to suggest that this regime will not deliver that. And so, from our point of view. And I can't believe I'm saying this 12 years after we started the People's Group. It's time for change still. Yeah. Um, and, and that's where we are today, isn't it? It is. Um, what can we say? The good bit is there are people talking about change, even if change is not yeah. going to come. So yeah. we've moved on from, you know, Fahad Mishiri is a great guy because he puts putting lots of money into the club. People actually are now asking questions, which is great. But we need to move yeah. on, and we need to move on quicker, and we need yeah. to do it in a unifying way, not not in a, right. in, in a divisive way. Um, and you know, let's finish the podcast with this with, with this comment, uh, it, and it goes out to all Evertonians: uh, If you want a better football club, think about how you can contribute to making the club a better club. Is it through joining one of the existing campaigns? Is it through starting one of your camp? a campaign of your own, or is it just by being supportive on social media? Um, that's it. Just think about how, how you can do it. Yeah, couldn't agree more. Absolutely spot on and probably the perfect way to, to end the podcast. So, um, yeah, so well, thanks for having me on. I think I think one thing that I never mentioned during the pod, which, which I'll end on, is, is, is the, the support for Frank Lampard and the players will never be unwavering um so you know from that point of view I apologize the dogs are barking in the background um but the, the team will always get our support um but this regime doesn't and that's the difference oh thank you so much for your time i know it's um saturday evening where you are so i'm sure you've got better things to do than talk to me um, uh, no and- thank you for having me on <laughs> uh, enjoy the rest of your evening and um yeah let's let, let's keep fighting the battle We will. Take care now. Cheers, mate. Thank you very much.